0: If you are awake and you are blessed, answer me. The Lord is good. All right. Good morning, everybody. Can we open our Bibles this morning to first declare the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ? Let's start this morning from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 10. We'll read from verse 6. I believe many of us should know it by heart by now. There are 11 verses. We'll read all the way to verse 16. Please, again, let's all try and use the same version. And if you don't know which version, your neighbor knows. Just look into his or her Bible. Okay, your Bible is a smart Bible. Switch to New American Standard. I want all of us to start at attention. Amen? Amen. And we are going to read it as if we are in a parade before the Lord. If you are ready, say amen. Amen. All right, one two, let's go. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and great is your name in might. Who will not fear you, O King of the nations? Indeed, it is your due. For among all the wise men of the nations, and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. But they are altogether stupid and foolish. In their discipline of delusion, their idol is wood. Beaten silver is brought from tarshish, and gold from offers. The work of a craftsman, and of the hands of a goldsmith. Violet and purple are their clothing. They are all the work of skilled men. But the Lord is the true God. He is a living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath the earth quakes, and the nations cannot endure his indignation. Thus you shall say to them, The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding he has stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, There's a tumult of waters in the heavens, and it causes the clouds to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. Every man is stupid, devoid of knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols, for his molten images are deceitful, they have no breath in them. They are worthless, a work of mockery. In the time of their punishment, they will perish. The portion of Jacob is not like this, for the maker of all is he. And Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. The portion of Jacob is not like this, for the maker of all is he. And Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. We are the tribe of his inheritance. We are the Israel of God. And the Lord of hosts is his name. Please everybody, can you go back to verse 10 for me? We are going to do verse 10 two times. Are you there? One, two. Let's go. But the Lord is a true God. He is a living God and the everlasting King. At His wrath, the earth quakes and the nations cannot endure His indignation. Say it again. But the Lord is a true God. He is a living God and the everlasting King. At His wrath, the earth quakes and the nations cannot endure His indignation. Listen. Thus, we have declared the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We say he is a living God, Amen. the everlasting King. Amen. He is a judge of the earth. Amen. He is a ruler of the earth. Amen. The Bible calls him the governor amongst the nations. Amen. He is a God-appointed you know, judge of the living and the dead. Amen. We testify thus. Are, are you sleeping with it there? Amen. Answer me if you are there. Amen. I said, He's a God appointed judge of the living and the dead. Amen. And thus we testify this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now let's prophesy. Everybody, you are going to prophesy this morning, verse 11. Omit the first few words. Thus you shall say to them. That phrase, omit it. Now just prophesy the rest of the verse. One, two, let's go. The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth we will perish from the, from the earth and from under the heavens. Under the heavens. Say one more time. Because For the last time, the gods that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Amen. Amen. That's going to happen. And you are going to see it. This earth will know that indeed Jesus is Lord. Now the Lord is going to give us understanding today. He's going to speak to each person that's present here. The Lord will speak to you specially. In the name of Jesus Christ. For that reason we declare as follows. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of Him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of His will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His word. The word is entering my heart. It will give me light and direction. It's healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I just believe this very strongly. I can feel it. You're already blessed. Amen. This morning, there's a fresh shower of blessing for somebody here. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Especially what is coming for you. Amen. It will lift you up. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, the Lord is good. Let's take our seats. Now, okay, let's read the one we have been reading for some time. Um, that book of Luke, uh, chapter 19, we're looking at running the race that is set in front of us. Again, I want to remind everybody, there's a race set in front of you. We have been looking at the fact that each person is going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And you'll remember that when Paul was leaving, and, I mean, when he was giving final instructions to Timothy, He said something about his life. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. It was important to him that those things were fulfilled in his life. And I say all the time, Christians, always bear it in mind. One day you will have to give account. Please don't forget it. You will have to give account. Just bear it in mind. Anytime you want to do something, just know there will be recompense for this which you are doing. There will be a recompense for your thought pattern. There will be a recompense for your words. There will be a recompense for your actions. It's very important. And there's something that God created you to do. He's going to specifically ask about that. In the day of judgment, books will be opened. The Bible says that, what are books? You say if you go and read uh, um, David talking about it, he said, in your books were all written, the days that were ordained for me, before any one of them came into physical reality. Okay? As you walk in life, books will also be written. And judgment is comparison of those books. Now, I don't believe that Christians will be judged, you know, for one sin after the other. It doesn't work like that. Those kind of sins, are, they are either cleansed or you are punished really on this earth here. That's how it is with believers. The judgment of believers is to assess their works. Did you do what God asked you to do? I need to explain this. One of the problems we've sin is that it develops lack of capacity. I hope you're getting my point. The more sin stays in your life, the less you will do the will of God for you. So God does not even have to count the sins. You will not fulfill your destiny. It's not possible. You can't. It's absolutely impossible. The capacity to believe alone will be removed from you. The visions of God will be obscured to you. And it's all over the scriptures. Once you are busy here and there, you can't focus on that which you are supposed to do. You know the servant that was busy beating the slaves under him, treating them harshly. He was busy drinking and having fun. He was caught unawares when his master came back, having not fulfilled that which the master said he should do. You don't have enough. God didn't give us. Let me put it this way. There are so many things you can do in this life. So anything you are doing is denying you the ability or the opportunity to do something else. It's called opportunity cost in economics. So bear it in mind. The the hand you are using to do iniquity will not be able to do righteousness that counts. The heart you are using to devise evil will not be able to devise the will of God. One of the things I've you know began of course as I grew in life. You know, the other day we were here. Our brother Emeka was saying something. He was, he was, he was talking about one lady. They walked, you know. Well, they walked in the same geographical space, not in the same company, but they share the same space. So they have an encounter. So one day he was talking to somebody, and she interrupted, and began to fight. And please, never do that. Never fight the word of righteousness. Don't ever fight it. Don't ever fight it because God will directly oppose you by Himself, and you don't like that. Never fight the preaching of truth. Paul told somebody, you'll be blind for a season. Why? I'm trying to talk to this man. Look at you, the enemy of all good things. So this brother will be talking, and this lady will jump in. And hey, what's wrong? No. And what was he talking about? The fact that the love for quick money is not good. And that if you want God to bless you, you know, you can't have that in your heart. Quick money, quick money. As he was speaking, I just said, get to the point where she got fired. I said, get there now. When did she, Because I said, this, this, this lady is going. She's going to, they are going to fire her from that company. Isaiah laughing. And of course, this happened, and then she, she, she got fired. I said, he was going to get there. I just said, get to the point where she got fired. The way he was going with the Jesus, said, this is just, we end with this lady being fired. Why? Now, the point I'm making is that every deed has a recompense. I've seen it in life. Again, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, like we say, repeating the same thing again and again. But I need to emphasize to people. Being a Christian does not give you the, which word am I looking for? The, no, no, not license, no. It does not cover you from recompense. The only thing it does for you is to give you insight so you can repent and be forgiven. Forgiveness will cover you. Forgiveness will free you. But if you don't go for forgiveness... Which comes through confession and repentance, you will be punished. Not by the devil. The devil himself is keen enough for his own punishment. You know who will punish you? God Himself. Somewhere around the line, I want to do a series on. This time around, we've talked about the names of God before, but I just want to talk about the character of God, because people keep on making the mistake that being being that He is God, He only does good. That thing is so not true. Is the reason why people would tell you that when there's calamity in the, world, in the world, it's a sign that there's no God. No, it's a sign that there is a God who judges. We just read it here. Jeremiah chapter 10. he said, the Lord is the true God. He's the everlasting king. At his wrath, what happens? The earth quakes. And the nations cannot endure his indignation or his wrath. But the one is angry. And I say all the time, he's angry with the world today. This current world is angry. For that reason, I know what trouble is coming upon this earth. I don't even have any doubt about it. Read the news today, yesterday. You know, there are people, who always, everything that happens in Nigeria is what? Buhari. So they say, look at the cost of this. Look at what Buhari has brought us to. Buhari, for those who are listening to this in the year 2050, is our current head of state. <laughs> Now, that 2050 just been to stand for any time after now. is he responsible for everything. Yeah, we blame him for everything that happens in the country. Then yes, they, of course, some of us have been saying that, look, stop talking nonsense when it comes to power, when it comes to uh, uh, fuel. I said, are you really awake? Are you awake? Is it because you are buying petrol? You know, human just like to grumble. How much is petrol that in Enugu has had now? 185 a litre. I know Nigerians are not even aware that they should be thanking God for that every day. The only one they'll be complaining about is what? The cost of diesel, which is about 900 naira a litre. Why are you buying fuel at 185 Okay, you just buy it at 190 Bele. even at 190 You know why? Because the federal government is heavily subsidizing. Diesel and petrol are actually about the same price. So people will complain and complain. Anyway, so because... My classmates, of course, they like to hear up all the time. So yesterday night, I was reading the news. I had to forward it to them. That they, they said, is this BBC? BBC is something like, hmm, like crisis ahead in Europe because winter is coming. And what's the issue? The price of electricity is 10 times higher than it was a year ago. All over Europe. Did you hear what I said? 10 times, let's use EEDC. Assuming you are living in a flat and you pay 25,000 naira a month for electricity. (laughs) It's now 250,000 naira. Now, that's not, you're not laughing. It's not funny. You know why it's not funny? When you were paying your 25, there was no winter. For them, winter is coming. You need the heat so you don't freeze to death. See, when you live in certain parts of the world, I don't know why Nigerians grumble. The blessing is too much. Yeah. If there is no power, you will sleep outside. Mm-hmm. If it's too cold, you close the window. Cover mm-hmm. you know? Cover yourself, it's for women like my wife. I don't know. It's to cope. Cool. People like me we cover for. Once you wear trousers, everything don't go. <laughs> if I wear, a pair, if I just wear jeans trousers and wear a t-shirt. I can sleep in the coldest season in Enugu. Just close the window, wear that t shirt, and that's it. Which cold remain? Children, in fact, my children are the ones that make me laugh. Cold like this, they will leave their ceiling fan on. You enter, they will now fold. <laughs> <laughs> and you just I say, one day, my wife said, please install AC in this room. And I said, in whose room? All reason, in they wouldn't even put it off. That is cold. You just, in fact, I, I'm just, I just had a picture in my head like this. One of them would just draw like triangle. My wife does what I'm talking about. One long, thin guy in the house. He just, And then he wakes up in the morning. All he does is clear his nose. Nothing, nothing will happen. Try that in Europe. That's how we'll carry your frozen body. <laughs> <laughs> now, where am I going with all of this? So electricity, cor- um, what do call Cost goes up and down. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't worry. Look, if it gets too expensive, we'll you put it off. We don't have extremes of weather. In Europe now, it's 10 times the cost. I have a friend, that's always a classmate that's always trying to paint UK as, as heaven. A few weeks ago, he said, winter is going to be rough. He said, this winter is going to be rough. Why? The cost of electricity. And homelessness in the U.K. now is a problem. Those who have homes are hardly surviving because of the cost of electricity. When you now don't have uncle, there are some people you can't threaten them with hellfire because the cold is more, is more worrisome for them than heat. Now, why is where I'm going? You know the reason? Because the nations cannot endure his indignation. That's what I'm going. You can give reasons why it's happening, but the real reason is that when he's angry, the earth quakes and the nations cannot endure his indignation. When I say crisis, one after the other, I just ask, what did they do? That's what I always ask. When Ethiopia broke into war last year, I said, what is going on? That's all I ask. People can talk about what's going on in Libya up and down. I say, what did they do? I say, some of these missionaries, they kill. You think that uh, they persecuting Christians. God said, they will soon see why you should not persecute Christians. There is no nation on this earth that institutionalizes the persecution of Christians that will not suffer. None. None. It doesn't exist. God has not given that rule. In this universe. No, you cannot escape it. In fact, when you see the persecution intensify, the judgment is closer. Sometimes God gets impatient with some people. But by his rules, they have to cross a particular threshold. So he sends them, he says, this boy, don't try. Let him go and die in that country. They kill that one there. God adds it. It's a lovely family. I want to have them with me in heaven now. So he some works for them on the earth, Then he pulls them to that country. And those will wipe out the whole family. They just could be piling everything. Then one day, they say, Lord, it is full. And they will look and say, It is time. Let the judgment begin. But CNN will not know where it began from. CNN will just read that one tribe began to fight another tribe. That's what they will just tell you. And then because of the fight, something happened. They can't go to the farm. Hunger came in. And because of hunger... Disease came in. And because of disease, this one, next thing you know, every, you are reading every day. 10,000 died. 15,000 died. 10,000 died. They'll just be not, look, not, not bringing it for you. One after the other. People displaced. The earth is vomiting up the inhabitants. Why? He's angry. Oh, can I say to people again, no matter how nice it looks, the country, when, it is, when he's angry, he will reduce it to rubble. People, we we, we admire Dubai, admire all those Arab countries. I say they have only two generations to kiss the sun. Mark those words. And one generation is gone. I don't mean two generations counting from now. One is gone. It remains one generation for them to kiss the sun. Otherwise, what happens? He gets angry. And once he's angry, you perish out of the way. So with all the noise they make, look at you know we like to you know we like to bash anything that's our own. I say, look at what Nigeria with all the oil Look at what people did with oil money in Dubai. I said, "Desert thou art, to desert thou shalt return." Thus says the Spirit of the Lord. I don't care how tall the building will be. An angel will use that building as a, you know, (laughs) use it to play golf and toss the building, the inhabitants, into the center of the sea. Why? Because when he's angry, the earth quakes and the nations cannot endure his wrath. That's just the rule. Now, I I went through that time talking about sin. Sin has consequences. You want to know the problem? With African nations, let's talk about Nigeria. Is the sin of the people. He said when the British were here, I said, don't allow somebody else's blessing to confuse you. Don't allow somebody else's blessing to confuse you. So I brought generational blessing and put upon the land. Then after a while, God said, it's enough, go back home, let them develop. Then we enjoyed it for some 10, 20 years. And then our real spirit rose up. And divine judgment came against it. And the nation broke into war. And then people continued to intercede. And to preach the gospel. And to declare the prophetic word of God as over the land. And the war ceased. And people want to interpret everything only in the light of the natural. But it's not true. I say it all the time. If there is no revival. And that's why the church must get up and start, you know, see, if you, God said, because you said I will run, therefore you will flee. He said, because of that, those who are run after you will be swift. He said, you will run on horses. It's okay, no problem. Then those who are run after you, they will be swift. He said, in returning and in rest, that's how you will be saved. You want to know the hope for this nation, which is, is it's a, it's like a firstborn, the first fruit of the whole continent. That's this nation, this country we are in. I'm not saying that out of, um, nationalism, this is the truth. Nigeria is a sign, is a firstborn, is a first fruit for the whole continent of Africa. Especially black Africa, sub-Saharan Africa. So what I say to this nation applies to every single one. I saw the um, the Nigerian consulate warning to uh, Nigerians in South Africa that please be careful going on from now because you know, uh, you know, militant uh, South Africans are rising up against foreigners again. Why? They are blaming foreigners for taking their. I say no. Forget foreigners. That's how you are. You are a people that is not blessed. That's the truth. That's the truth. You know, sometimes you no know, pride will not let us connect with divine blessing. It not because you know. In the ministry of Jesus Christ, only two people did he say had great faith. One was the Roman centurion. The other was the Syrophoenician woman. Now, the Syrophoenician woman, the thing about her, which is why I'm talking about it, is that she was called a dog. Why are you not answering me? I cannot give the children's bread and give to dogs. The woman said, okay. But then when you, the children finished eating, you sweep up you sweep up the, the crumbs, don't you? Yes. And then you throw it out. Don't the dogs eat that one? Now, this is where I'm going. Now I need to just correct people. Those dogs were not your all those your house dogs, these these pets you have, your Caucasian, your Ossetian, you know, all those German shepherds that enter your house. No. These were your wild dogs, street dogs. They feed from the streets, things that you throw out. Are, that was what Jesus was referring to. Now, why am I talking about it? Because she, she accepted her humble state, she was blessed. And that day, somebody was saying that, you see, anyway, he said something about his tribe. I'm proud to be this. I said, there's a reason why I've never said I'm black and proud. I said, it's a complex. Have you ever seen a white man say I'm white and proud? When you have an inferiority complex, you want to be, I'm proud, I'm proud, I'm proud. I said, there's nothing here. you're black. It's a description, that's your skin color. I'm black, I'm proud, I'm black, I'm proud. It's a sign of slavery. It's in an inferiority complex. Yeah. So we get involved in that inferiority complex, which is why one reason I thank God that I'm from this continent, so that my fellow Africans can listen to me. Because if a white man preached what I'm preaching, we'll log out. We'll log out of our blessing, log out, log out of truth. One man that, um, you've heard of Azusa Street. Sermon. What is his first name now? William, William Sermon. Thank you. You know, you know, when God wants to bless, you have to, you see, you have to accept your humble state. You have to. That man will come to church. They will not let him in because he's black. Are you aware of that? He will stay outside and be listening through the crack in the door to the, and <laughs> people are preaching inside though. because he's black. He can't come in. He didn't mind. He kept on going. This is where the word is. They don't let me in. doesn't matter. I will stay outside. Where he was staying outside, he tapped enough spirit to launch a revival that everybody, including the white people, are talking about you today. If it's some, some of us. And they say they are Christians. That's what we're going to say. And they say they are Christians. No, no, even if that's where God is, I'm not going back there. Because if that's where I am, you're not coming back here. I am not going to come to where you are. It's a matter look, is what if you want to talk, talk to Africans? It's as if no. It's a lies that even annoys me. The lying annoys me. That we had our civilization. I say which one? Which one? It was the white man that came and removed. I said, You are not powerful enough to prevent him from removing it. I don't even know where they are. You know, they are returning all the shit they took away, and we are gladly waiting for you know say, all the artifacts they removed from Africa. They want to return it now, and all of us are excited. I got to say, we're excited about. When you were carving bronze head, people were designing engine. Is that bronze head? You know, you now want to die over. When you were when you, when you, were, you were weaving drums, they were building ships that was crossing that were crossing the Atlantic, crossing the Pacific. You now want to remove, return your bronze head and you are celebrating. Chris, they worry people. <laughs> I said, if I have my way, I said, guys, guys, no problem. She's our own. We are coming over there to h- open an African museum. Put it there. Then anybody that wants to see will pay $10. We just, now you are bringing it back to Bini. What will we do? If I know my people, we won't even maintain the museum. You keep it inside. Yeah. The other group will come and steal it again. This guy will be going <laughs> up and down. That's how we'll be going up and deceiving ourselves. This pride won't get us anywhere. Let's tell ourselves the truth. We need Jesus severely. We need Jesus seriously. We need him excruciatingly. We need him intensely. Find me that adjective. My adjective is almost finished. <laughs> we need him. No, not. I mean. Eh? Desperately. Thank you. We need him desperately. I need more. Uh, no, no. I'm talking about the severity, not the quickness. We need him critically. Thank you. I want more. I want more. We have are excruciatingly severely, critically, desperately, intensely, intensely deeply, and finally immediately. And finally, immediately. <laughs> We need this Jesus because that's the only place where we have sure blessings. All the wars and calamities and troubles will not cease. You know, I get involved in political discussions, and you know when people talk, I say, I tell my wife, I "Say ignorance is plenty, even amongst believers." You know, Christians are still stuck on this issue that 2023. Once we get the right man. I say right man. Right man? Right man? Ha. Oh. Why I keep on preaching is that if I follow the other people the way they are making noise, we have another four or eight years of waiting again. Because okay, no, you won't have to wait up to because they will get frustrated. If they get the right man, after two years they'll be tired. They will not turn to the Lord. I've said it before. The right man will frustrate this country. Why? Because the problem is not human, it's spiritual. The problem is not human, it's spiritual. You can deny it all you want, is the truth. And I keep preaching so that one when, when you are frustrated with the human reasoning, what like, well, human means can be stubborn. Child. But this reference will be there for those who want to learn. Why? Because people walk in sin, that's the point I'm making. Talking about sin and divine judgment again, Christians, that's why you should avoid it. It poisons your destiny. It does. It makes it impossible to do well in life. You can't fulfill God's plan for your life. You won't even be able to believe. Let's bear that in mind. So what, does, what, what advantage do we have as believers? I'll tell you. One, you are hearing truths like this. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus. So, as believers, when you hear truth, at least it ignites something in you. You can go to God and repent. You can get rid of your pride. Please, if you are listen, let me just say this. Please, if you are a Christian and you're a tribal man, you are not born again seriously yet. Though. When you were baptizing you, I think your head was out of the water. The, maybe you, you were baptized as far as your shoulder and your 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 chest. Your shoulder and head not enter that water. And when you believe, you believe with half of your brain. The other part of your brain did not agree. Because some of this, when you say Africans want to attach themselves to our culture. This is our culture. Masquerade is your culture. People are proud of what they should be ashamed of. They want to use their culture to run a home. They want to read their culture to run a business. You want to? No. That's why I taught this series on the Christian culture. The culture of Christ. As a Christian, you have a new culture. You have new brothers and sisters. As a Christian... See, you know why I'm saying this? Everything you hold on to has something attached behind that you can't see. Do you get my point? If you hold on to the particular culture, there are cultures that say that, okay, and you don't know, these are... These are spiritual covenants made, the spiritual decrees. God, is anybody that walks like this? Anybody walks this way, this is where their destiny will always end. So, if a believer walks that way, and Satan knows, Satan knows that. Look, how do I cripple this guy's destiny? There's no problem. We can't do it directly. Tell him that this is the village he came from, and he was that before he became a Christian. You never Have you heard that before? I was an Ebubu man before I became a Christian. I was still a that Christian. When Satan has possessed you, that's what comes out of your mouth. It should be, I was an Igbo man, now I am a Christian. I was. I was a house now I am a Christian. I was a Yoruba man, now I am a Christian. That is, I recognize that all things passed away. So if this is how they do things in my place, and Christ says no. Sorry, that's the end of it. There are, there, there are spiritual, you know, covenants that have been made. Don't enter into what you don't understand. Next time they are doing New Year's festival, don't go. Hey, you're not coming. Why? Say, we are doing Thanksgiving church. Tell them, in fact, pray that your Thanksgiving church will coincide so that they will know which one is more important. It's important. People are putting their hands into what they do. You know, one of our brothers, let me not mention his name so that his village people do not know. I was well, telling me story the other day. I just shook my head. I, we, we need Christ, though. Said so in their, I think it's an extended family or somewhere in, the, in their village. Some I can't remember the details. Said so there's a family where all the men die early. Like the clan. They, they, that is, is is routine, and they die from different things, disease, road traffic accident, you know, accident, all kinds of things. Why? Because one day, they had this slave serving them. And the slave was given to, because they asked him, they gave him to be used for human sacrifice. That before he died, he said to them, Nobody in that family will live beyond this age. And the curse holds till today. So as they are approaching that age, they will just, they will just be going to the farm, snake will just bite the first guy. One will be traveling, we just have an accident and just die. And those are the same people that want to do New Year's festival, you want to go and eat. Now I'm telling that which is pushing you. You are the one pushing which. You are the one saying which wait for me now. Why don't you just kiss me so we can die together? You no, know, listen, Christians have, you have the same. you know you're a believer, that's why I'm going to make. you should know you're a Christian. It's not everything you just dabble into. Now be taking pride. This is how it is in our village. That is how people die young. They tap into things that God wants to deliver them from. Oh, another mistake people make, they not go and break those curses. Say, let's go and break curses. You now go and bring hungry pastors. You know, hunger. Call people to ministry. I hope you know that. There are a lot of hungry pastors around. They prophesy for money. They prophesy for money. So you say, you want deliverance. Why won't they do deliverance for you? You have a problem? Yes. They don't have the solution. You are the one that can say, you come and do deliverance. And you will not know there's no deliverance until the next person dies. See, you know that. Which is next year. So the guy will chop <laughs> on you for a year. That's what they do. I didn't know how to pray. Ah, one day I went somewhere, one man was praying. If I didn't know what I knew, I would be impressed. <laughs> hey, Reverend Inka is not around. We were together that day. But I think, okay, my wife was there, but she was sitting somewhere else. When I heard prayer, ah, ah! You know, the kind of prayer we'd be looking like. say, are you sure you know how to pray? Because, oh, I don't want to say the prayer here. But when this man began to pray, the voice alone. The building was reverberating. His attire alone. The rest of us obviously were not called to ministry. <laughs> you could see it. He began to invoke this. As I stand here, I call upon the anointing. All kinds of things. If you see prayer, I tell you one day I was on the plane and the, the, the weather was bad. And two ladies were praying. Daddy, the must I thought that was the I was on the plane. I told "The will be quiet, let us hear the pilot. I stand in the shoe of Opposite Joshua Sermon. I stand in the shoe of... What's the... What angel. How can I stand in the shoe of people I don't know what they do in their house? Please don't stand in my shoe when you want to pray. Because all my sins will be shared with you. I know what I'm telling you. And once I'm looking up on my shoe, I can't find it. I know some... I know somebody's praying. <laughs> I think I have to start locking where I keep my shoes now. <laughs> I mean, when you hear some of those people pray, you will give them an offering. Some of you, the way you pray, no offering for you now. How can they pray for you? They said, my wife should come and pray. She brought scripture and was reading it out. And when she finished reading it upon the person saying, Jesus name. That's how you will get an offering. Just read, read the word of God to pray. You did not invoke anything. <laughs> One man said, anywhere people are hanging. If between the heaven and the earth because of you. I hang. <laughs> I hang on your behalf. I fly. I jump them. I looked at man. and said, do you know, if anybody was shaking, amen, amen. I said, ah, ah. The I would look and say, you will call this prayer. And I, I played that video again and again and again and again. I didn't hear the name of Jesus once. There's one guy I used to watch on TV, you know, those days on YouTube. I just wanted to, you no, know, on TV. On TV. Then I went to look at me on YouTube. Then I stumbled his video a few days ago. I said, finally, I have, confirmed. Oh, no, I have double confirmation that he's a major, he's a, he's a, he's a false prophet. Man, you know, I knew it was false. When I saw your cousin, your uncle, or that your nephew, the one not in worry. It was his host. And it was, oh, it was his host. And it was the. Now my own is, the way human beings were. Thank you, gyrating, scattering to follow. And it was prophesying for one man. Say, I see your destiny. It's tied to this man. Your destiny is tied to a false prophet. He is a false prophet. They tied the guy's destiny to a false one. That one is in worry. That's the one that said, you are monitoring your husband. Men are hunters. You cannot monitor your husband. And that's preaching. As for the goats going there, I have no problem. It's the sheep that follows them. The sheep of Christ. They are the ones that worry me. People now want deliverance. Do not call pastors like that who will be seeing visions. No, just think about it. I'm trying to find my way. Okay, I'm new in Enugu. I get to Artisan. I'm trying to find Kingdom World Ministries. And I see one man who's using, what do you call this thing? A stick to walk because he can't see. And I say, please, can you direct me to where Kingdom World Ministries, where they meet? If you saw that, wouldn't you wonder, Daoga? Why are you trying to mock this man now? That is what happens when you call these prophets to come and pray for you when you have a problem. A man should call to pray when he comes. Say, "Come, I came to deliver you." So that I called you so I can deliver you. Some of these prophets they need deliverance. Families will invest money. Oh God does something that makes me laugh. So anyway, people, that money was Gosha. They will not give the money to a genuine prophet. When they see false prophet. One day, my one woman told my wife. And they said, "How can you be praying for prayer?" That should have told you that the prayer is fake. The woman is sick. They said one pastor will pray for her, and then they not okay. She now called the. They gave the man's number. She now called the man. The man now said that the prayer is how much again? Eight hundred thousand. Of like ten, like like seven years ago, not to this, eight hundred thousand. And they were now pricing. Please, please, man of God, can I bring five hundred? That's all I have. What kind of man of God do you think I am? I can't take that kind of amount. Of, do you know the amount of prayer and I have to pray? Please, please, sir, we have spent a lot of money on this sickness. How much did they finally pay? Was it not five hundred k? After negotiation, okay, the man said okay, they should bring the five hundred, and that's the end of the contact. Too. They transferred the five hundred. The man said he will be praying. Oh yes. is Everybody, you will go outside, Israel senior, Israel junior. Two of you, man, did anybody come by 50,000? <laughs> anybody logging in online, transfer <laughs> 25,000 to hear the word. If I tried that, you know what will happen? The Jesus will be all over social media. Yet yeah, they will give that money to a false prophet to pray. Why do people have some of those problems? That's why I went to do that. If you are from that kind of clan or that, look, you don't even need special prayer. Once you've given your life to Christ, just watch what they do in that household and don't do it. Tell them flat, I'm now born again. Let me tell you how they trick you as a Christian. One oh, no, of the ways they trick you, they say, okay, let's go to church. Don't follow them. They don't know the road to church. They should follow you. Oh, it's one way they trick believers. Your family people will call you, say, let's do sacrifice. You refuse. After a few months, they say, this guy is no good. Now, I want you to understand something. We are not wrestling with what? But against what? Now, this is where I'm going. Your wrestling is against intelligent beings. That's where I'm going. They plot. They are plotting. They plot. So, when they say to you, let's go to offer sacrifice, and you say no. They don't give up. They find a way to, see, Satan has looked. In every family, this is what God does. You have a father, you have a mother, five, six children, some cousins, you know, big family. God just goes, picks one person. He, he looks for one person. The gospel is preached to everybody, but it's one person is really targeted. When he gets that person, he drags that one to church. That one will give his or her life to Christ. And he trains that one in intercession for the rest of the people. Satan understands what I've just described to you now. So that person is who Satan also goes after. You see Jesus say, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired. Actually, the word is demanded to sift you all. That is, all of you, my apostles, don't call disciples, to sift you all like wheat. He has demanded. He said, but I have prayed for you, Peter, that your faith, Peter, now listen to this. Satan demanded to sift you all. That's actually what Jesus said it, it, the sense the, the is not clear in most modern English, alright? It's to sift you all as wheat. Amplified has it like that. But i prayed for you, Peter, that your faith would not fail. Then when you are converted, what do you do? Strengthen the other people that Satan wanted to sift like wheat. Go and check it. When Peter said, I will never deny you, the Bible says, So said all the disciples, and they all scattered. So that's why Satan was trying to sift them all, you know, all. So Jesus took Peter's matter as, so that's, he appointed him a leader, not so that uh, he can be big boss, strengthen everybody else. So Peter had the duty to pray for John. He had to pray for Andrew, pray for Philip, pray for every single one of those disciples. He had to pray for every single one of those disciples. So when God comes in a family, that's what he does. So please, if you are a member of a family as a believer, everybody else is you know, your brother is higher half of the time. When he's not smoking a boo, he's smoking guguru, he's always high. Don't laugh at him. He's in bondage. You have been delivered. So as to deliver him. She will take his matter up in prayer all the time. Satan who knows that when he now wants to pull you down, he says this whole family is gone. From my hand. Because this guy is out. So it keeps leading them to pull him out of church. Come for sacrifice, you don't agree to go. They do not say when they come to church, one prophet wants to pray. Now I'm giving you, listening to me this morning, the instruction of God. Don't follow them. Tell them if you need prayer, you will come to my own pastor. You will come to my own church. I'm not going to your own. And that's how you do. Yes, yeah, so, and please don't... There's not, yeah, that's how I do. I am not normal. Are you saying your church is the only one? It's better than the one you are taking. You know, sometimes you want to be nice. They let be like, eh? There are some areas where niceness no day. Told you once when I was in school, one young man wanted to make me feel bad, you know. This is not America. Thank God it's Nigeria. It's Nigeria. I think it had to do with cigarette smoking or something. Whether I had matches, I, don't, I didn't have. I said, I don't smoke. The way I said it, I I don't smoke. They think you are better than me. I say, yes, are you doubting it? I mean, like, why are you making it look like I'm not better than you? You know I'm better than you. Why are we making it look like uh you know you want me to feel like make it look and say ah no now. Nah, that's not what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> what nonsense is this? How can I a believer in Christ just not be better than you? How can I me, mean filled with the spirit not be better than you? How can I me, mean going to heaven not better than the person going to hell? What do you mean? I am better than you because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Don't try and make me feel bad. I mean, I wasn't that I was better than him. Now you study who's better than who. So, and I will not deny my Jesus Christ because I want to be politically correct. The only thing I'll just tell you is that you two can be as good as me. Is that what you want? My better than you is not exclusive. You can join us, both of us will be better than the other people who have not joined. They will call them, they join us too. Our aim of being better is so everybody can be better too. I hope I get my point. But don't make it look like my Christ is not better than your Satan. I'm giving somebody instruction today. Don't let that house drag you down. They pull you back. You are the deliverer. They will use all kinds of methods. You know, Greek ghost friend. That's our brother that said that he was a politician then, then, then. He said they told him, Let's, they have found, they told, this was what they told him that we have found the Babalao, the Dibia, that uh, Jim that's what they said, I'm not saying, Mubadu, I'm just saying they told him so he told them that I don't go, I don't go to not go I'm a Christian, so they left him after a while they came back he said okay, we have found the pastor this time around he fell for it he followed them, but that was God actually tempting him, because when they got the, the pastor, oh God I love those guys and I hate those guys, I don't know <laughs> you know what the first pastor did this guy has been a counselor for some time so the pastor told him that after he realized he has not been paying his tithe. So before they pray, he will have to bring arrears. The guy said, he was telling me, he said, pastor, I didn't have money at that time. So he said there's a particular lawyer in their place. He lent people money. So he went to that lawyer to go and borrow money to pay arrears of tithe. Can you believe that? He went to borrow money to pay arrears of tithes. God wanted to dispossess him. Oh, Lord, I worship you. So the lawyer said, well, if I'm going to give you this money, I need collard. You know what they call collard? And <laughs> <laughs> you would deposit something for me. He said, the only thing I had was one car. I had one nice car. Those days, it was a 505. So the lawyer said, you bring it. So he packed it in the lawyer's compound. And the lawyer gave him the money to go and pay areas of tithe. So the pastor collected it and began to pray. And began to declare from this end to the end, calling upon the powers, he still failed, and I was not supposed to fail. It was of this story. Then I'm about to the story of his life. How some fake pastors came and collected all the money he had. They enter, you know, there was, he, he injured his knee. He couldn't get, he couldn't recover, so that's why I had to stop playing ball. Eventually, you stop playing anyway. Nobody plays till he's ninety-five. I mean, you stop playing along the line. So anyway. He had injury. He told the story himself. These guys came to his house, and said they, they were pastors. They wanted to pray. They should go and bring an, bring an egg. He brought the. Egg. They said he should go and bring the egg. Now, if you've watched magic, you know that's not a big deal. But he went and brought the egg. They said he should bring a white handkerchief. They put on his knee that was injured, and they broke the egg, and blood flowed out of the egg. He said he was the one that brought the egg. They broke it on his knee. And all that what came out was blood. So you told him that that's a sign God is angry with him. What is God angry with me over? All the years he was earning money in the European League, he was not tightening regularly. So then he has to say to God, then God will heal him. He said he entered the room and brought, who can remember how much? Is it $12,000? No less than that. Maybe more. Maybe 20. I can't remember the exact sum. That's why I was begging him that I don't think you should do this. His own was that if I get healed, two matches, you know the way those boys were paid, two matches, this money is back. So he gave it to them. So they took it, prayed. He said it was as they left and they closed his gates that like his eyes opened. He realized he had been jobbed. You Nobody know would mean to job somebody. Uh, see, why am I talking about this, this today? I don't even know. There are so ma- there are plenty out there. There are plenty out there. there. Even in Enugu. There's one they have prayed for, in that one. So I know God will run him out of town. I just, why? I just don't want him in my city. He ran from over here. I want to save him notice. We are worse than nowhere. We drive him out. In fact, if he's not careful, we drive him to the Atlantic. You want to do your juju? Do it anyhow. Don't call the name of my Jesus. That's the one that they kissed his shoes with 12,000 naira. And that was five years ago. To kiss his shoes, you paid him 12000 and people were kissing. Oh, yes. Like there's one statement my mother likes to quote in Yoruba. It doesn't rhyme in English, so you have to hear it in the Yoruba language. In English, it doesn't rhyme. The wretchedness has been given to the sinner. But in Yoruba language, it rhymes. Why well, you won't serve God with your whole heart? You will serve Satan by force, forcefully. I'm sure I've helped some people. The point I'm making is, listen, sin is deadly. It binds you. It exposes you to Satan. And worse, well, okay, let me not use the word worse. Working for Satan in our lives these days are preachers who keep on preaching as if there's nothing wrong with it. That the grace of God covers it. No, it doesn't. The grace of God does a number of things. I'll outline them. Number one, it teaches you the truth. The grace of God has been manifested. Teaching us to depart from sin. That's what it does. It teaches. That's the first thing the grace of God does. It teaches. That's the first thing it does. Number two, the grace of God empowers. The grace of God empowers. It gives you the ability To do that which is right. The grace of God never excuses sin. It never does. In fact, it demands more. Once you tap into grace, things that other people don't believe are sin suddenly become sin for you. Why? Because God says, to whom much is given, much is expected. So any, any person preaching to you that grace makes life easy, that is like you can do anything you like and it doesn't matter, the person is actually trying to undermine your destiny. Please, let's not forget that. Let's never ever forget it. So we're saying, okay, that's what we've been talking about. Let's bear that in mind. We're going to face that judgment throne of Christ, and everyone will give account. Now, let's continue. Did we read it just now? This is Luke chapter 19. Okay, let's just read it quickly. Jesus said from verse 12, A double man went to a distant country to receive a kingdom for himself and then returned. And he called 10 of his slaves and gave them 10 minas and said to them, do business with this until I come back. Now, for time's sake, I'm just going to jump a few lines. Verse 15, when he returned, after receiving the kingdom, he ordered that these slaves to whom he had given the money, be called to him so that he might know what business they had done. The first appeared saying, Master, your mina has made 10 minas more. And he said to him, well done, good slave. Because you have been faithful in a very little thing, you are to be in authority over ten cities. The second came, saying, Your mina master has made five minas," And he said to him also, And you are to be over five cities. I'm going to stop reading here. Okay? The point I want to make is in these verses. Now, I've been talking about running the race that is set before you. Now, today, what I want to teach us today, we were just um, reviewing some things, let's get into the main teaching. Now, we're talking about um, fulfilling our destiny, doing that which God set before us. And what is upon my heart to so let us know today is the fact that, you know, there's a scripture we read. Paul was talking in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. He said that it is God that is at work within you, both to do what? Will and to do. Let me just remind us, About the Lord again, the way He is, or His plan. God's plan, if you see the way Paul wrote to the Corinthians, is so that He will be all things in all. He's going to fill everything, and that includes our lives. Now, for example, God does not, this is what God does. If He wants a sacrifice from you, the first thing He does is to provide it. I hope you're getting my point. The first thing He does is what? Provide it. When Abraham said to Isaac, God will provide for himself an offering, a sacrifice. He wasn't just trying to calm the young man down. He was prophetic. That's how God does. Before he took Samuel from Hannah, he gave um, Samuel to Hannah. Before he took Isaac from Abraham, he gave Isaac to Abraham. I hope you're getting my point. That is the way he is. He doesn't take from you what he has not given you. What he does as a rule is that he provides for himself an offering, a lamb for that sacrifice. He will provide it by himself. Now, so Paul said, when it comes to working, you doing his work in your life, he also has his rule. He provides a plan and he provides the ability. Any plan you execute not his own is not acceptable. Any plan you execute not by his power is not acceptable. I hope you're getting my point. And then you see, that, that's actually what grace is. In fact, what I want to talk about is the working of grace and the lifting of the Lord. That is, the way grace works. Grace means that God is doing that. So what we are trying to do is to make sure we cooperate with what God is doing in our lives. You know, a particular scripture struck me as, as I was meditating about this. Let's quickly read that, all right? It's from Revelation. It is is something um, um where John said, talking about the new Jerusalem. I just want to say, I want to show something here. So that believers, please bear this in mind. Chapter twenty one Revelation chapter twenty one. He said, And he carried me away, I'm in verse ten now, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her brilliance was like a very costly stone, as a stone of crystal clear jasper. It had a great and high wall with twelve gates. And at the gates, 12 angels and all of that. I'm going to stop reading here. But what I just want to bring out, let me just read again for emphasis, is the fact that he showed me, he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of where? Heaven. Then when I remembered this, I noticed something. That the Bible also says, Paul was talking. Well, I believe Paul said it. He said that the builder of all things is whom? is God. That is, God is the one that builds everything by himself. Then that struck me again that, listen to this, why did we read that in Luke chapter 19? What happened there? He said, he gave them minas and said what? Do business with this until I come. It's one of my favorite teachings in Christ, that is, as a preacher. Waiting for God till he comes. Now this is where I'm going. When he came, what did he say? Let me see what you did with the money that I gave to you. And the first came and said, your Mina master has made what? Ten more. What did he now say to him? No, Answer I me. Mean, what did he say? Be in charge of what? Ten cities. Please. I pray you catch what I'm trying to get to. He told him to be in charge of cities that he did not prepare. I don't know whether you are getting my point. This is what God does. Let me put it like this. I hope hopefully I'll be able to explain it better. What God does is that first, he prepares something. Then he tells you. Be in charge of it. That's the law of God. There is never anything you prepare by yourself and offer to the Lord that's acceptable. It's one reason why Christians can't be proud of anything. You can't be. You can't be. And that is why God will frustrate your attempts to show that you are strong in yourself. He will always do that. And until you understand that you must be willing to wait to receive that which He prepares, you will constantly be frustrated. I thought about it, read through scripture. I just showed it now. It showed be the new Jerusalem coming from where? Out of heaven. Now, if it's coming out of heaven, that means coming to somewhere. Now, one I'm is that it's not as if God is creating that new planet now. The planet is there. Then God created a city and brought the city down to where John could see it. That is, those who inhabit the city, they will just find that the city has been prepared for them to inhabit. God didn't bring them in to come and build it. Then I realized something if you're going to read Genesis chapter 2, open to it quickly. The book of Genesis chapter 2. Bishop Oedipo used to say, Life is not an achievement, but a receivement. He coined that English so perfect. That life is not an achievement, but what? Receivement. A receivement. Life is a receivement. The ability to receive is what Christians must learn. I hope you're getting my point. The ability to receive Is something you must learn. To be able to receive from God, first thing you learn is how to wait. It's crucial. You cannot receive from him unless you know how to wait for him. And one of the things God does is to frustrate your own efforts in trying to build your own Jerusalem. So that when you are tired, you can wait for the one he has built. Genesis chapter 2. You see something there that is striking. You've read it before, but let's just read it together again. You see it. Let me read it. I'm going to verse 8, and then after that, I will show something from verse 15. Let's just start from verse 4. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made earth and heaven. Now no shrub of the earth was yet in the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. For the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. He said, sorry, just a second. I just want to jump for time's sake. He said in verse 7, then the Lord God found man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. The Lord God did what? Planted a garden toward the east in Eden. And there he placed the man whom he had formed. Go all the way down to verse 15. Now he described the Eden and the supply of water and all of that. He now got to verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate it and do what? To keep it. Now, what I want to bring out is this. Did you notice that God specially created the garden for Adam? Did you notice that the garden was prepared, fully ready, and he placed Adam inside? Then the job he gave Adam was just to maintain the garden. I don't know whether, that's, whether you are catching it. I pray you understand this. That what God wants, this is what he wants in life. Listen, you wait for him, then he prepares something, he gives it to you, then he says you, maintain it. Your own job is maintain So what you do as a believer is simple. One, learn how to wait for God, learn how to receive from him, and then learn how to maintain the thing that he gave to you. That is what you need to do to fulfill your destiny. Now, you see where I'm going. Now, waiting for God, what does that imply? Waiting for God again is not idleness. When we're talking about waiting for God, it is not idleness. It's not sitting down and doing nothing. How did this people wait for God? He said, Take, do business with this until I come. God expects his people to be busy. By the way, idleness will drive you mental unless you have a spiritual problem. Yeah, that's what he does. That's what it does. That's why in common English they will tell you that the devil finds work for the idle hand. There's a reason why they came to that conclusion. That the devil will find work for the idle hand. And that's a matter of, of fact. God does not ever leave us idle. When we are waiting, there is something we are doing. If you see people who don't successfully wait for the Lord, then they miss the assignment for the moment they were busy doing something else. I don't know whether you're getting my point. They missed the assignment for the moment and they were busy doing something else. Those servants that the Lord gave, two of them, that He gave, you know, His household to keep, the one that missed the timing, that missed, where well, I was not prepared when the Lord came, it was because He was busy maltreating the other slaves that they put Him in charge. That was not the assignment they gave Him. He missed the assignment of the moment. Let me tell you what God does. These people we are talking about here, what did did the Lord do for them? He said, do business with this until I come back. You know, I said something last time. Let's go over them again. Three things you need to fulfill your destiny. Three instructions. Number one, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid afraid for your life. Don't be afraid. What will not happen to me and my children? My children, what are they going to eat? What will happen? What, what What will I leave behind for them? Don't let those thoughts cross your mind. That's number one. Number two, don't seek any glory for yourself. Just seek the glory, you know, for the Lord. You don't have to attach your name to everything. Now, what I want to say will sound funny. Somebody commissions you to paint, you must write your name and display it. I don't think it's even good. Once I pay you to do something, don't stamp your name all over the place. Yeah, there are cultural people who have just said, I paid you to do a job. You, You have no right to stamp your name all over it. Once we have done, you have done. It's not my own. I'm the one that is. If I tell you, paint a mural here. That's paint something. From, once I pay you, if I'm the one, I won't even quarrel with you. say so when you finish, you will go. I will carry paint and paint over where you painted your signature. Now, what I'm going to say? Don't seek glory for yourself. Don't. Don't even be. Don't be worried. If somebody, you know, like I have books out there online. If, you, if somebody collects my book, eh? removes my name, and puts his name on it. Do you know what I'm going to do? Laugh, thank you. All I'll do is laugh. See, this guy is funny. (laughs) The only time when I will begin to swear for you. Nobody mean to swear for somebody. Okay, let me. When I'll start praying fire and thunder against you, it's when you change the content. You commit sin against me and against God. If you go and put my name on what I did not write, but if you put your name on what I wrote, I will laugh. I just check it. Here's the same thing. Choice is key to destiny. What is his name? Alfonsos. Reverend Alfonsos. I'll just laugh. And now let me tell you something. Some people won't like it because it's a fact. Even if you are selling that and collecting money, I will not ask for you for it. I won't ask where's my money? It's not intellectual property. I understand the work I do is not intellectual property. Even my fighting you, if you change what is inside, is because you are corrupting the word of God. And I will show you scripture that a portion of your of yours in the book of life will be removed if you don't stop that nonsense. Rule number two, don't look for glory for yourself. Like I was discussing some of our co-workers yesterday, people talking about, you know, social media ministry. I'm sorry, please, if you do social media ministry, I do also. It doesn't, I'm not angry with you, but I don't believe in trying to get followers. If the word I'm preaching does not attract you, don't bother. Having 500,000 followers on Instagram, on Facebook, or Twitter, for me, it's not any, you know, there are people who tell you how to get that number. That number does not matter to me. I said, when we first designed our website, the, the man who worked on it said, should we put a heat counter? I said, no, don't put me under pressure in ministry. So you want to know how many people came to the site? I said, I don't want to know, not now. Let me just be preaching and placing it there. Once I place it there, I've done my job. From the moment this ministry started, I always have a record. I, I always recorded. I did strange things. Let me not start telling you stories. Strange works that I did in righteousness. It has happened before that for certain reasons, it was either I used a loudspeaker or I recorded. You know what I chose. Uh, but I said, those of you who can't hear me, you'll get the tip later. I, I had to, in fact, some I, I will hold two microphones, one for the loudspeaker, one for the recorder. And that is why I can say to you boldly, to the glory of God, that maybe minus one or two messages preached since this minister's meeting regularly in 2003. I, can't, I pop a finger like this, I give you the whole collection. And maybe like minus, okay, let's just minus two or three. Now, I can't remember three. I can remember only one. I just put three. But I was dedicated. I just said, this is my own assignment. Record. Write. And once I've done that, I make it available. Now, if you don't want to read, you know it's your problem. God made my life easier. Online. is of download. One man saw me the other day. We went for a meeting. He said, oh, Pastor Banky. the Pastor Banky. The man that puts his books free on the internet for everybody to download free. It was healing me in the congregation of human beings. I didn't even know he read my books. It no, go to the website. One of them, they are there. You can just download free. One man said, her, I hope you are giving him the tithe. Another <laughs> man answered, they said, you are reading the books free. I hope you are giving him the tithe. The other friend said, hey, hey, he doesn't preach title. The, <laughs> the discussion started on my head. Now, please, let's go over those rules. Number one, don't be afraid. Don't seek glory for yourself. Number three is what I'm going to invite. So let me not get too stuck on the other point. Number three is what? don't make long-term plans. I'd like to go over that again. I said don't make long-term plans. The reason is that you don't know what he has built that he's going to put you in charge of. You don't know what he has prepared that he's going to put you in charge of. You have no idea. You absolutely have no idea. It is the reason why you cannot make long-term plans. Again, I'll say the same thing that I've said several times before. It does not mean Christians are not responsible people. Now, can I say something in a funny way? It only means they are short-sighted. I say that in a positive way. They are short-sighted. What do you mean short-sighted? What is the job I'm doing now? This is the job. That's the only plan they have. This is the only plan they have. That is the job they have now. That's the plan they have. How do I multiply this, Mina? This is where he has kept me. How do I multiply it? How do I ensure that I'm effective in what he has planned for me? No, he has given to me today. Because when he comes, it is based on how well I did in what other people would have thought was mundane. And listen to this. The way I handled that, the principles I used is what I am going to use in maintaining what he will bring for me when the time comes. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Like one man said, whatever you do regularly, you become good at it. So, if God says, as an example, okay, take care of this hall. And that's the job I have for now. In the morning, I'm here. I've mopped it. Waxed the, the pulpit. Mop, you know, vacuumed the rug. Mopped everywhere. You know, cleaned the, the, don't make sure everything is good. That's the job I have now. Then I leave it and go. After some time, he will come back and say, now, where's the assignment I gave you to do? He enters the hall. And he nods. He says, oh, when I left, these are not the curtains here. And I think, okay, what happened, sir? we got some money, so we did this. I keep on explaining how I improve the hall. It comes back after six months. This is the hall I left in your hand. What I have done is I have practiced a certain level of diligence. And I says, actually, this is not the assignment I have for you. Now come and be in charge of something else. In this man's case, he said, be in charge of ten cities. The number of cities, now listen to this carefully. The number of cities he put each person in charge of was determined by the capacity they demonstrated in things that did not even link with managing cities. Please, I hope you are getting my point. Now, why am I saying this? Because sometimes, Christians forget. Well, let me me know this word, forget. We don't realize it's better. That, you know, I said something earlier, that God doesn't judge you for what he doesn't provide. What I'm going to say is this. If God wants you to give Isaac, what's the first thing he does? gives Gives you Isaac. If God wants you to work for him, you know what he does? He gives you the strength. If he doesn't give you the strength, no, now please, can I digress again? I thank the Lord for everybody that gives money to Kingdom World Ministries. I do. And know the truth, I pray for you. I actually do. So I'm, I want to speak like Paul. Paul says something. He said, I'm happy with what you sent to me. I'm happy you rekindled your love for me. Again. He said, but really it's not affecting me much personally. I'm just happy that fruit will accrue to your account. He you said, Why? Because I have the ability to, I can endure abundance. I can endure what? Poverty. Right. Or I say, In life as a whole and all the circumstances, I've learned the secret of living. I'm giving the ways translation. How to be the same, no matter what is going on outside. Now, I have something like that in my life too. So that if you come and remove all the money that Kingdom what has, once you don't remove my ability to talk, I don't remove my ability to write. You have not affected me at all. You know, I've never... We broadcast on so many radio stations. All right? We literally pay bills in millions every month. Literally. Literally. Every month. But you know, it's never bothered me. That is... if I remember one... one we used we to broadcast on a particular television station. That's after Nigeria. When one dollar issue started, it was difficult for us for some time to remit their dollar on time. Because before, it was simple. We just collected money, paid somewhere, wrote some transfer instructions at the bank. But restrictions came. So getting, in fact, the only way I could pay them at the time was I called friends outside Nigeria. My friend is in UK, please. If I remember I want to send money to King World, there's a lot of money, you know, in, um, in foreign currency. I to send to him. He said, how will they send? I said, no, no, don't bother. Don't send to us. I gave him the account number of the broadcasting um, company. And please, please, I gave him the number. Please call this person. They told him. He wired the money to them directly. That was how we pay them at, at that time. So I used to call friends. Please, if you want to send, if you want to send Naira to Nigeria, let me know. So please pay those people for us and then we'll give you Naira back here. So we did all of that shuffling. So around that period, you know, because of this difficulty, we would be delayed sometime for weeks in paying them. We started getting their mails and they have not received email and uh, the payment for this. We replied them immediately. Discontinue broadcast. After we explained once or twice, Ah, uh, That one, I wrote myself. I said, excuse me, please. We don't owe people. I said, since this matter has now become a matter of only people, please suspend broadcasting us until further notice. Straight. I said, eh, eh, eh. I said, I beg. Nobody should put me under pressure. I'm not a federal government that restricted transfer of forex. We have the money to pay you. This is the problem we are having. But since that became a, you know, now, we need I eh, eh, just told them flat. Please, discontinue. Do you know? Hey, the director, the MD of the company, sent me a direct email to my own private box saying, No, that they will not discontinue. That the devil is a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me the devil is a liar. I said, "Ah, Which one are we lying on this devil? (laughs) This is a money issue. I told them flat. Please, now, where I'm going with the whole thing is that I said, No. Nobody will put me under pressure. We told them flat, discontinue. They now said, okay. They started working out arrangements. Finally, worked out some arrangements. Then we could now pay them in naira locally. I told them, no, listen This, this my, where I'm going is the only thing that some will say, no. The money is supposed to be growing. Let me tell you the truth. Poor plants. So, bank keep preaches. There we edit. and God will give the increase. I, I don't know whether you're getting my point. I preach, the people who walk with me, they package the messages. Some people come to me, friends who don't know me. I heard you on radio. There was something you were saying. I said, which first? Uh, which radio? First. They will tell me which one. I said, okay. There's something you wanted to say. Which message, you know? They said there was something you said. Which me-? I said, you No know the truth. I don't know the message you heard. They're looking like I said, the person who put the radio uh, message on air is not me. They can't answer. I said, No, I don't know what you heard. Somebody has packaged it and put it on air. Oh, my job, oh, my life has been easier than before. I, you don't know. My life is very easy now. It's not, if not for this 7 o'clock service, I sleep well normally. If, this Saturday night I wake up like 9.30. Yeah, it's around this time I've be waking up. Now I've almost finished preaching. But before that, my life has become easier. Now this is where I'm going. My own assignment is what? Preach. So once I finish preaching here, I sit down there, I laugh with people, I walk out, and I go away. Now, the number of radio stations we broadcast on, God is my witness, I'm not lying, they grew by themselves. You can, oh, the reverend traveled. You'll have asked him. We just need to get called here. Do you want to broadcast on this station? He will call me and say, ah, sir. They say so-and-so so, and so and so I say, how much is it? He tells me. You've negotiated with them? Yes. Okay. We can pay. Then we'll pay. There was a particular year we grew so much, even me, I got exhausted with growth. I just said, you I beg. Once you pay we pay these people, no more new stations for now. He said, Okay. The following year, one guy calls hey, they have moved to Lagos, so they have a new station. He called me again. I said, negotiate, we finished negotiating, we paid them. The following month, ah, we got another call. under person, he's now you know, the manager of a station or somebody in the station will move to go and head a new station. They will remember us, they will call that's how good. Different we'll just be making calls, making calls. Before they call the money is waiting. I, I hope you are getting my point. Yes, so once they call, I just check the, you know, you just check cash flow over the last one year. Oh, we can take another station, add it to it. Brilliant. So would they add, add, add. Now thirty, 30 would they look so? One, well, twenty, what now? Twenty six. Yeah, I think twenty five or twenty six. Now you know the funny part. I did more work when we were on one radio station. Now and I'm not lying to you. I said this under God. I did more work, one-way-one radio station, than I'm doing right now. You know why? This is how it was. Then we physically went to Cosmo FM. Many times I physically took the materials them myself. Then I would sit in my house, preach. There are times I would tell my wife, please sit down, I need an audience. No, ask her. She will sit. I still remember one picture in my head. She sat on the bed, and I stood like this. I was preaching to her. She sat. like was looking at me. I will preach and preach and preach. My microphone is connected to my laptop. Then we'll finish. I edit, edit. I remember one day was Kingsley. Okay, that brother that sat here last time, you know. The one that sat around for Enugu governor. It was the one. I said, Kingsley, yeah, move. He was driving. I was editing in the car. Finish saving. Put a CD in. Burn the CD. Suppose supposed to by 7.30. I get into the studio by 7.25. I beg, don't be angry. Ah, Pastor, you know, I did that. That man now, he became the MD of our under radio station. That's why we are broadcast on his own radio station. That person I used to give CD to. That was those days. But now, I don't think I have spoken to anybody in any radio, of these many radio stations. It's only that other guy that I communicated because we, we knew, knew each other personally. So he, he sends me personal messages. Sir, messages are finished. Can you just tell your guys to send? So I go, okay, it's time to pay again. So he sends to me personally. He's the only person, okay, and that guy too. They were in the same station. So they went to two different stations. So we're now on both stations. They are the only two people that communicate with me personally. And one of them only communicates when it's payment time. <laughs> to remind me that they have given us some bonus, but that we can make payment, I said, there's no problem. Now, where am I going with all of these things? I did, I, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I sweated more than on one. Now, you hear that, Okay, of course, our, our Kingdom World Internet Radio is, is starting um, in a few days' time. That's 1st of September. Okay? You know, all I have done is Judah will just send me a message. Please, approve this. I look. I don't think I like it. Let them redo it again. Okay, sir. That's all. This is the schedule we prepared. Ah, okay. Do it another way. Okay, sir. They they, they said I should come for a meeting of radio station workers. I came yesterday. I saw all of them. All of them working for Kingdom World Radio. I don't even preach for them. They go and collect the one I've preached since last year. They go to senior Israel, collect it, and then they broadcast it. Are you catching what I'm trying to say? He built the city and he delivered it. The Lord built the city. I give our experience here as an example. But I want you to understand that it's not just a ministry thing. He will build a business and deliver to you. Yes, yes he, will. he will. He will. He will. One brother's case, he built a house and delivered to him. He was living abroad, was coming back to Nigeria for certain reasons. He was motivated after listening to our messages. He and his wife they said they're relocating back to Nigeria. When he was coming back, in fact, the day he told me the story was interesting. He said, Sir, you know that thing you said that you will live in houses not built? He said, It happened to me. I said, What happened? When they found, you know, a lot of people have brought half property in Nigeria. You know that. And if you know, if you go and build a big house, you don't have a good person living inside. Houses need maintenance. Yes. The Bible says, through idleness of hands, a building drops down. The rafters will collapse. So, anyway, one of his relatives had a big house like that in Lagos. I said, are you going to be living in Lagos? He said, yes. He said, please, can you do me a favor? Live in the house, free of charge. Just take care of everything. The guy to me, he said, I'm leaving the house I did not build Where people are paying millions as rent. He's not paying a dime. The only thing he's paying is just being responsible. So just make sure he takes good care of And that relative of his is happy. At least my brother is staying there. And the house is not running down. I don't have it. He's not collecting any money from him. He said, but at least there's no tenant destroying my house for me. God built a house and delivered it to him. Now, please, I want to remind us again. You know, I said, don't make long-term plans for yourself. You have learned to wait for God. The major problem with us is that we can't wait for him. We want everything in a hurry. Meanwhile, please, I need to say this again. God gives gifts. There is nothing that we endure in your hand that you will labor for by yourself. When God has brought it, the job he just gives is to maintain it. I hope you are getting my point. I used to sit as a single man, I'm, I've been married for some time, I can't say, say single man too. Any woman that has had to chase, God doesn't want you to marry her. Did you hear what I said? Yes, Who here said yes, sir? I want to be sure you are, you are married. Is this the one that said yes, sir? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you agree with the word of God. Or did you marry since I saw you last? No, no you haven't. But you, okay, you agree with me. Okay, past experience. You tried it before, it didn't work. Okay. (laughs) The Lord bless you. (laughs) Young man, listen to it. Any woman that is hard to chase is not the will of God. If you get her after much chase, you will not be happy. Hey, shut up. (laughs) I hope you hear what I'm saying. If you get after much chasing, you have bought trouble. So be quickly discouraged. What did I say? Be quickly discouraged. If you call the woman 3 times, doesn't return the call once. Don't call her again. If after one more, she may not call me. That's the idea now. I don't want her to call you again. The last time I checked, anytime you use glow to call MTN, MTN can call glow. If you use empty to call, they can call each other. So how come the only one calling you? Because the man that does the chase. not in our church. <laughs> what kind of nonsense is that? Look, this world is a is we have work to do. I can't you I can add you to the work I have to do. He gave them a helper, not another trouble. I will make him a help not another trouble for him. So from the beginning, let me know whether you are trouble or you are help. I hope you guys are catching what I'm saying. Now the logic there, please. I'm not saying that don't be nice. I'm just saying that they shouldn't give you a headache. Once you are, go- ah, oh God, I'm, I'm stuck. nice you got all these single men here. Once you are going into debt because of a woman, you sin. God is punishing you. So go and repent of your sin, so that sense can come into your head. Because it looks like God wants to afflict you because of your iniquity. So go and repent. You borrow money to buy her a birthday gift. Believe me, you are incredibly stupid. That is the opportunity to tell how much money you don't have. I hope you are getting my point. Yes, sir. It's your opportunity to to expose yourself on how much money you don't have. So for my birthday, I think I should use an iPhone 13. No? It's okay. I said, don't worry, you will use your iPhone 13. I will use it to carry, I will use it to carry you in my brand new E-Class to go and eat in Sheraton. She so said, what do you mean? If I cannot afford a brand new E-Class, who betide me if I look for money to buy an iPhone 13? What nonsense is this? Okay, there's one Nokia, they sell in ShopRite. It's 15008 That's what I'm buying. If you don't like it, no gift for you. Now, don't say it like that. I mean, just think it like that. <laughs> don't say it like that too, because you, you'll be single for a very long time. I'm just... <laughs> But think it like that in your heart. (laughs) Think it like that in your heart. Be very nice about it. Go and buy the cheap phone. Give it to her. If she doesn't like it, she will not use it. And then she used to tell her that, look at the phone you bought. I said, that's the one I could afford. Like I used to tell my wife that, don't worry. Don't worry. That one day, when the engagement ring I bought her was 300 naira, Even then, it was small. That ring today to be like 2,000. It was 2,005. Yeah, it be like 2,005. So imagine, engagement ring. One day, years later, I just remember I said, ah, this girl, let me buy a ring for you now. Not today's 50K, the 50K of more than 10 years ago. I bought two gold rings. I just wear them. It was birthday. I was compensating for the 300 naira engagement ring. But the, let me just sit on my message. I don't know some, when I get here, I get stuck. But please, you don't. If it's God has given you the wife, she's not hard. That's the point I'm making. The chasing is not going to be hard. And there's no. In fact, from the beginning, just say what you are looking for. Don't be dancing around. Young woman, if any woman, any man is just dancing and not talk, leave him. Then to stop calling you. Let me know your aim. What's your ministry? It's true now. No, let me know. Let me know whether you're just a nice brother who he- likes carrying bags of women. It's okay. There's, I mean, any time I need someone to carry my bag, I call you. I know men like that. They are very nice. They will help every woman do everything. It's good. So if you are like that, we thank God for your life. When my, when I need to go and um, maybe I'm going to the market and need bodyguard, I will call you. Hey, bros, are you free? Yes, let's go to the market. So as you are walking with me, every guy will treat me nicely. If if you not open your mouth talk, I will invite you for my wedding. You know, do you get the point I'm making? As yes. you <laughs> are doing like that, <laughs> somebody else talk because you can't be using me. Don't be my time you go to waste any. If you don't have plans for your life, don't join me with your planlessness. Do you get my point? Yes. If you want to marry, tell me from the beginning. Say, oh girl, I'm going to see you. The reason is I'm hoping that you will like me. And after three months, I will say, will you marry me? And you will say yes. And if you will not agree, then I will go. Again, don't say it like this. <laughs> But at least think it. <laughs> and let us know from the beginning. I remember one day, I was just t- I was trying to tell my wife. I said, This is where they greet you. I just want you to know I'm greeting you. She said, She knows. I said, You sure? <laughs> no, no, she didn't say I know. I said, I, I remember, I found the words I used. But I just told her the reason why. I not that. Anyway, she now said that. She she guessed. I said, How did you know? He said, Lagos is far from Benio. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you get that? Like the way they travel from Lagos, uh, I know this boy is off to some... I said, no, I you, it's okay, it's okay. I just wanted to be sure because I know not they want to say. No, I just want you to Pastor Banky now. You know, Pastor is are very nice people. I don't have that ministry at all. I don't have that ministry at all. Uh-huh. The Lord is good. Let me sit on my message. My message is this. My message is this. Listen to me. When God gives, you know, the Bible says something. It said the kingdom of God, let's read that, Mark chapter 4. The book of Mark chapter 4. What am I emphasizing? Your destiny to fulfill it is God's work also, not your own effort. What God wants you to do, and please, that's what I'm trying to emphasize. What God wants you to do is learn how to wait for him and learn how to receive from him. And again and again, I've taught on how to wait for God. Waiting means that each season of your life, there is an assignment. God will open doors for people. Please, bear this in mind. You just need to learn how to walk in righteousness, because his doors are the doors of righteousness. God will keep on opening doors for you. Any door he opens, walk through the door of righteousness alone. If the door is not a door of righteousness, don't walk through it. When you have walked through a door of righteousness, walk in righteousness. Exercise every teaching of righteousness he has given to you. One reason why he gives you work is so that you will know what to, let me, let me put it this way, is so that you'll be able to practice what you have learned and you will know what next to learn. Because there are things, you know, that we, like if you come for Bible study on Friday we're discussing, people will bring questions practical questions that they've not been able to answer based on the knowledge that they have already. And that's why God exposes you to some kinds of work. You've never been there before. People now come and say, please, what's the difference between bribery and extortion? Then you clarify. They are learning righteousness. Yes, they were talking about, what what does it mean to forgive? It's called learning righteousness. I am doing business. Somebody took my money, did not return it. Now, Am I bearing a grudge if next time I don't do business with the person? You are learning righteousness. Now, I'm not answering all these questions. Now. I'm just going to give you an idea. You are learning righteousness. Okay, I want to get married. I want to see my potential father-in-law. He said this, this, and that. What do I do? I don't think this is in line with scripture. Then you ask questions. Then you learn. You are learning righteousness. A customer comes to your office. He says one thing or the other. You say, does this sound right? It's okay, um, uh, please, we want to buy this, but you will give us a blank receipt so we can take it to our office. And look like, why would I give you a blank receipt? No people do that. They want to defraud the company. Maybe you've never experienced it. Somebody like Dean Woke, always gets shocked when he hears of iniquity who are performing, you know? Now, So, you're learning righteousness. I hope you're getting my point. So, every door God opens for you and you walk through it there. Now, let me say something here. As believers, the Bible forbids us from laboring for money. He said, don't labor for the food that perishes. Your primary focus, all right, is how am I blessing somebody here and what am I learning? Every day of your life, you have been exposed to challenges you did not know existed. You know, hurdles you did not know how to cross. Now, all these things are important, you know. Over the years, of course, I didn't realize how much experience I've, I've had until people are asking me questions and I'm looking at them like, you mean you need to ask this? But later on I say, oh, Banky, they don't know it. That's why they're asking. So now I'm more patient with people when I explain things. And now God wants them to learn. So experience in life teaches you. Experiences will teach you. You will know what God wants you to do under each situation, which is why I talked about why not vision. It doesn't just give you a vision of what to do. He explains it to you. He said that you might understand what the will of God is. I hope you're getting my point. Now, that, that thing, you keep on doing it. You keep learning. You keep blessing people. And then one day, what I found out is that when the time comes for you to move from one level to another, what he does is to open a door. That's what he does. He opens a door for you. And again and again, I say this. That door is always clearly a door of righteousness. You know, this is a story I use all the time. Um, what's the name of this? i lifting lift him up, brother. Ron Kennolly. I've used that story more than a hundred times, but I've not found a better one. Ron Kennolly wanted to sing, wanted to sing praise, worship. Nobody was agreeing to record him, but he had a job. What was the job? He was what you call a music pastor in the church. So one day, and listen, anytime you are trying to open a door, it doesn't open. You knock, it does not open. You command, it does not respond to the command in the name of Jesus. Leave that door first. The Lord closes himself. So many times, this is what Christians tell ourselves, that it's the devil. But I want to tell you, it's not the devil. The devil cannot close a door in your life. You now, I keep on saying that thing. He does not have the power. He doesn't. The devil only tempts people. Like what the devil will do is to offer you a bad door. That's what he does. He will offer you a bad door. Bow to me and I will give you this thing you are looking for. What does it mean to bow to the devil? He, doesn't, he won't bring a, a piece of wood and say you should bow. He will ask you to do what you know is not right. He will ask you to defile your conscience. That's what he will do. It's called bow to me and I will give you. I hope you are getting my point. Just have, If it's a door of righteousness and it does not open, leave it. You pray about it. You command it. You lay hands on the door. A couple, la, I speak to the door. But the power of the Spirit inside me. You pray all those powerful prayers. The door, they look like, you don't finish. I'm not opening. The Lord closed it. I hope you are getting my point. Because when the time comes, and we're going to read that in a moment. The Bible says, when the rock permits, you must learn to put in the sickle. Now, please, let me finish the story of Ron Kennelly. So he tried everything and nothing worked. So he gave up. Let me pray for you. May you give up properly. Amen. May you give up on time. Amen. May you give up concerning the right give up. Amen. I hope you're getting my point. Yes. Don't give up concerning your faith. Don't give up concerning your work in righteousness. But there are some doors you are trying to open God until you are tired. Some of those doors, they are the doors of God. Though, but He say you won't open it by yourself. Yeah, some of those doors, they are good doors. Nothing wrong with the door. But the fact that you are using muscle. Ah, God say, leave me now. Let me open this door myself. So sometimes you will clog the door. Then you will bang on it, bang on it. Your knuckles will swell and bleed. Then you run out of energy. You push and push and push until your muscles are sore. Then you will collapse there. Until the door. Doing. As you are about to go, you turn to go. Then breeze will blow you in the face. Say, Where is that breeze coming from? You look, the door is open. Mm-hmm. Then you walk back to the door. And you will know that this door did not open by the strength of my might. Yes, Let me finish wrong. Can this story again. So one day he gave up. And he told the Lord, if nobody wants to listen to me, you that gave me the gift, you must listen. So he entered the church, closed the door, sat on his keyboard, and played for the Lord. He said he played, I don't know for how long, literally for maybe hours. He just kept on. All the songs they had, he sang them for the Lord. He played until he was exhausted with playing. Then finally, he fell on the floor there, crying and singing to the Lord. After a while, he got up, cleaned his face. Wiped away his tears and said, Lord, I'm done. That I'm done is I'm not trying again. The job I have now is to be what they call music pastor. We call it choir director, maybe in Nigeria. He's the music pastor of that church. So he sat down and focused on being the music pastor. Training the choir, making sure everything ran well during services. At the end of one service, one day, somebody just stopped him, introduced himself. And said, I wanted to pray about recording an album with us. He said, I'm an executive director at Ozana Integrity Music. I want to pray about recording an album with us. And Ron Kennelly said, If there was one thing I didn't have to pray about, that was it. The, door, the Lord opened the door. Of course, he agreed for it. And the time he was telling us the story, he came for a program I went for in Lagos, a ministers' conference. I was inside the minister's room where ministers were gathered. He was teaching. He said just before he came, okay, then they had done the second album, Lift Him Up. Said so at that time, Lift Him Up had just been declared, just before he traveled from America to Lagos, had just been declared the best-selling praise and worship album ever produced on the earth. The funny part was that Jesus is Alive, which was the first one he did. After Lift Him Up, we went back to go and look for Jesus is Alive. You walk to a shop, this this in Lagos, because it was tapes. You want Lift Him Up, you may have to come back. Because as they bring it, People have bought it as they bring it. Few we have bought it. The thing is sold now. The point I'm making is that the door opened when he had given up on it. It did not open by his own strength. That's my emphasis. God builds things and he delivers them to his children and he says, maintain it. And the skill with which you will maintain it is that skill you practice when he gave you one mina. Say, so, do business with this until I come. I want to remember by skill. Skill is things like punctuality, faithfulness, honesty, treating co-workers well. Just things like that. Those are the things I mean by skill. You've learned it over time. Just managing minas God now said, good. have been units of money. God now said, good. Be in charge of cities. Mark chapter 4, I said we should read it. Another thing I will explain as we go on is the fact that life is in phases. And one reason why God doesn't open great doors for us suddenly is because we will not be able to handle them. You hear what I said? It doesn't open those doors suddenly because we may not be able to handle them. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. And it was saying, The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil, and he goes to bed at night and gets up by day. He said, And the seed sprouts and grows. How? He himself does not know. The earth produces crops by itself, first the blade, then the head. Then the mature grain in the head. But when the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Now, please bear this in mind. I always like to read that thing in the Amplified Bible. It's on the Amplified says, let me see whether I can quickly get to it to see the issue of repetition there. Okay, verse 27. He said, He continues sleeping and rising day and night. Please notice that. He continues what? Sleeping and rising day and night. Poor plants. Apollo's waters. Now, this is the principle. The way the man planted, he continues doing that which he knows to do day and night. I hope you're getting my point. That assignment God has given him, he continues on it day and night. There's something I used to say from time. In fact, this is something I used to say. I said, "Where am I going to be next? I said, I don't know. I'm sitting here teaching. In this, on this platform, I did not plan it like this. What I just said to everybody is that I can continue this till Jesus comes back. And I say to people all the time, I can't guarantee you I'll be here next year. And I'm saying it to you again. No, 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 don't worry. I'm not trying to warn you. I'm not warning you. I hope you're getting my point. I'm just don't think that Pastor, Where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. I'm just explaining that that is a life so easy it that it's born of the Spirit. Let's put it like that. <laughs> are you getting my point? But God says, when I come, if, if I'm putting it for my own life now, if there is a next phase I want you to get into that's different from the one you are in right now, it is not by struggling for that next phase that you will get there. It's by, it's by being faithful in this current one. I hope you're getting my point. Let me put it this way. If you are walking somewhere, isn't every day you'll be looking for where else to walk? I don't know whether you're getting my point. What you will do is simply, every day, what do you do? How do I make sure I am more effective in the one I'm doing today? That should be your primary drive. That they don't it doesn't look like they are feeling me here. I don't know whether you're getting my point. So what do I do to make sure? No, not that I'm not going to impress people. Though. Not like let me make sure that uh, they think I'm the best human being. No. How am I being effective? How can I be more effective than I was before? Unfortunately, you know many young people they sit in one place. You know what they are doing every day? Send the application up and down. Somebody gave you a computer to work. You use his computer to write an application to work somewhere else. Your head is not working well. Many of us don't know it's wrong. It's it's evil. Don't do it. Go and use your own computer at night. I can't be paying you to work for me using my my computer. No. You know, please, I need to say this. eh? Let me say something to you, you, Christian, about life. If you're a believer. There is nothing you will get that will bless you that will be what you struggled for. Don't ever forget that. And anything that is yours will not escape you. Blessings are commanded, I keep on saying. The blessing will come back. They say opportunity lost can never be regained. It's not the gospel of the person that is blessed. It's like telling me, your wife that comes to look for you and you're not around cannot come back. Are you crazy? It's my wife. Why? She has my name. Blessings are like that. If my blessing comes and does not meet me at home, it will hang there till I come back. It will, I command it in Jesus' name to hang there till I come back. And in case he cannot keep standing, he wants to go and sit, you go and sit. When I come back, come and check me. But mine will not go elsewhere. People of God, life is by faith. Believe what I have said. It, you will experience it every day. You will. Your life, I keep on saying to believers, your life is not a game of chance. So don't, don't undermine faithfulness because you want to play your chance. Do you get what I'm going to explain here? Because sometimes what happens to people is that they just feel like, ah, you have to move, you have to move. If you don't move, life is moving. You know, stop following professional speakers on social media. They're not going to help you. I I hope you know they lie a lot. They read something, somebody else said, John Mason says something, they will copy it and paste it. Asking what it means. One day the bishop used to have a friend. One day the guy finished giving advice. I looked at bishop, I looked at the bishop. I said, your friend, what business does he do? He advises people on business. I so that's why he's talking nonsense now. <laughs> you, I don't know whether you're getting my point. There's one thing he said yeah, this guy is not doing business. That's why he's giving all these kinds of counsel, telling you how to collect customers. He has never collected customers. Telling you how to expand your horizon. His horizon is just you that he has brought to the <laughs> Just said, this guy, they leave this thing. What I'm mean going to say, a lot of young people, they, go, they get confused by that. Let me end with this one. Somebody gives them an idea that they can make money fast. I want to preach in one particular church. I was just talking like this. Ah, that young, young boy will now go and pack their money into cryptocurrency. That that's how to make it fast in life. I said, that's how to become poor in life. And everybody laughed. I didn't you know some people did not laugh. One brother came to meet me after. He said, sir, that thing you said was my life. He said, young guy, you know, very handsome young guy. You see him looking good. He told me how much money he lost in crypto business. You know, the kind of money that me, say I respect. Like at this age, you they handle that kind of money. Why won't you lose it? <laughs> ah, you know, some things are too heavy. Most people you give them a million dollars, they will lose it. It's not because of their battle, but a million dollars is heavy, it's very heavy. You will, even if they don't steal it from you, you will throw it away. You think it's ordinary? People like Dangote are talking $2 billion. If you know this financial and spiritual muscle that God has given to them, those things are heavy to carry. Don't go home and praying, God will give me a million dollars. God said, do, do I look like I like to kill my children? No, no. He can give you, but you build your muscle up first. I did the young man took, I looked at him like, What? But he was repenting. Why won't you repent? If you lose that amount of money, if you don't repent, then you are going to hellfire. You should know. The guy was repenting. And I looked at it. Now, please listen to this. And I wonder, I said, who told these young people there's quick money? Please, young people, it does not exist. Did you hear what I said? No, I need to say it again. Quick money does not exist. Just leave it there. If they offer it to you, is a bait of Satan. Listen, God has prepared your destiny. That's what, I'm, that's what I came to preach today. He gives it. John said, I saw the new Jerusalem coming out of heaven. God built Eden. Then he went and brought the man that he made. So make sure you have been made. That's what I'm saying. The The man that he made, he placed him in the garden that he built. He said, be in charge of ten cities. Cities he did not conquer. How do you know when God wants to lift you from one level to another? He starts opening doors for you. And there are doors of righteousness. There are not doors you struggle to open by yourself. And if you have been struggling to open doors, God, are enough of trying for doors. This is the prayer I'm going to pray today. We are closing now. Just say simply, Lord, what is the assignment you have given me for today? He crit- said, and listen, I don't care how poor the assignment looks. You will accept it and you will do it. And don't leave the place in a hurry. Anybody that leaves a place in a hurry, they miss their destiny. Anyone who leaves a place in a hurry, they miss their destiny. You know one thing I found out about our country? I'm sorry. Yes, the one we left here took us so long. to. You know this junction? From here to there, you we know, were like, normally driving is 30 seconds. I don't know how long we spent the and I said I had to go and turn the wrong way because to go the right way. So I had to use the long road to go to my house. And if you see, my wife will tell you, I was just being pained. I just said, see how we waste each other's time. That road does not have one portal, you all know. The traffic is not too heavy. There is nothing wrong at that junction. You want to know what is wrong at that junction, I'll tell you, it's called the curse of Noah. It's the reason why black people don't go far. I looked at it, I said, all of this because you don't want to press your brake. If each person gets now this, this is where I'm going. If each person got to that junction and decided to waste 10 seconds, that is like, my, 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 the plan of God for my life today is I must waste 10 seconds at that junction. Do you know there will never be a hold up? That you just go there, you press your brake, and just idle away. Let other people cheat you. Then the next person comes, decides that his destiny is to waste 10 seconds that day. I've seen people do it. I told you I was at a junction somewhere in the U.S. I saw this; I couldn't believe it. No policeman, nothing. Busy junction. Houston is America's fourth-largest city. Busy junction, major one. Five roads I counted feeding it. The traffic lights were out that day. Not working. Nobody used traffic lights. Everybody got their press the brake and just waited for like thirty seconds. That's all. Just get it. Just press the brake. after you waited for a while, you move. It was the default setting of everybody. They got there and waited. I went, I'm telling, this was years ago. I keep telling the story again and again. I just got there and stood and I was I just watching. There was no policeman in sight. Yet there was no traffic buildup. And I was thinking of Lagos, Nigeria. I said, if this was Lagos, Nigeria, you will see your wife at 3 a.m. Yeah, this was around 10 p.m. I said, you are yeah, seeing your wife today at 3 a.m. No one is going anywhere. You now see some good Samaritans will now come out. Now, so those who have reflective vests will wear it. Those who have koboko will bring it. <laughs> you know the way we are. They will now stand there. And you now say, uh, some people still will not stop. You don't want to say, is there destruction waiting for, in front for you that you must go and meet? Because if you say, bless it, can't wait. Yes. You know what I found out? you people are in a hurry, they don't make it in life. That's what the Bible says. Those that believe, they don't make haste. They are not disturbed. We have this attitude that you are competing with everybody, which is why you get to a junction. You want to quickly go. Let me give it to you. See, the only people that can change the nation is individuals. People are waiting for somebody to be elected 2023. I've told all of his confusion. But I hear all of them talk as I This is not what, what we really need is in church, it's not in politics, it's a revival. Preaching of righteousness. When I say most people there can hear they are talking, I just say, all of you don't know what you're up against. We infest. If we don't pray for you, we so fail. I just look at it. And say, no, listen, it's each individual. And I'm giving this instruction to the people of God. Eh? If it's please, let me just give you traffic instruction, all right? Child of God. When you get to a traffic, make up your mind, it is your time that will be wasted. It's a sacrifice. When the road at your junction. Um, a centenary was being constructed. It was, it was a reg- those guys who live there, John, Okemote, okay, who else live in that place? Centenary. When well, well, all of us live here at 7 o'clock, we are going home. They, they, are, they are not getting home till 10, 11. And the drive home is supposed to be 30 minutes. Those days when I've been on the road, I had the rule, I would never be the one to scatter it. You, you know when you want to scatter. You're supposed to be on a queue, people start shunting that queue, start going around. I just watched them. Because it used to be, God, what do I do? I know this thing will scatter. I am going to look at the back. But my spirit told me, that's the kind of thing my own spirit says. My spirit said, just make sure you are not one of those that will be held accountable for scattering it. So I used to wait until it scatters. When it has that scatter? Scattered, you know? Scattered well. I was now trying to find my way home. I watched my own my own righteousness is that I was not the one that scattered it. And I want to beg you. Do that for the Lord. Make sure you are never the one to scatter anything. When the traffic, you know, normally you know this traffic. Let me quickly go before they scatter it. No. God will hold you responsible. Stay there on your own queue. On your own spot. Until all the sons of Satan have come. And they've scattered it. Then navigate through the scattered traffic and go home. God will make a way for you, but please never be the one to scatter it. Never be. Stop breaking traffic rules. If they say no parking, don't park. Ask my wife. I th- my wife says. Wait. I said, no, no. I, I said see no parking. I say okay. I said know the reason why I say that. I said I can't say sorry, sir. One small boy will lock my car. I'll be begging him. You know, godly pride alone does not let me park there. It may be pride, but that's how it works for me. So why can't you stop here? I said, one, what's name of those boys that wear green in Enugu? Moti. One Moti boy will now lock my tire, and I'll be telling one guy that cannot even untie the lace of my shoes according to me. My... <laughs> you get my logic there. I'm not saying I'm bad, but you get where I'm going. And I'll be telling, sorry, sir. Oga, I, I, I beg, I beg, I beg. <laughs> <Ye>? Oga. Oga. <laughs> that is what sin does to you. Now he humbles you. See, we humble you. Your junior will become a God. I said, at least as much as this depends on me, the Bible says, follow peace. That is, as much as the word depends on you. So when they say no parking, I say, they said no parking. So if I park somewhere, they come and lock my tie. I say, I will be able to raise my chest and say, why can't I park here? I'll bring out my phone, photograph the whole place. I say, I'm going to sue you. Where is the no parking sign? Then I speak with righteousness. The Bible says, the righteous are bold as a lion. Yes, sir. That's what they meant. That when you know you've done what is right, your voice is not subdued when you want to talk. One day I was driving with my, my, my younger brother. One guy said, Stop. I looked at him and I said, Who are you? He said, The policeman. I said, Where is your ID card? You know, my brother was looking like, Ah, I go, you like trouble like this? What shocked him was that the policeman stopped, brought out his ID and gave it to me. I looked at it, gave it back to him. I said, So what do you want? Ah. My brother was looking like, Yeah. <laughs> is this the way life is? <laughs> He said, no, what he did was out of order. He's a mufti. He's issuing me orders. Why? I said he was wearing a uniform. I respect his uniform. But he's not wearing a uniform. I don't know. He could be a thug. could be a thief. So when he says, the policeman I said, can I see your ID? And he, my, he was shocked. He brought it out, gave it to me. I looked at it. I gave it back to him. I said, so now, what can I do for you? He said, look, you have to come and open your boot. I parked. Came down, opened my book. He checked what the way to check. We greeted each other and I left. That's when the righteous are bold as a lion, but when you have gone to a park where you're not supposed to park, once you see police uniform, okay, I just want to pee here. That is you know, <laughs> stop <start> having ideas, <laughs> please. I just want to beg people of God. Eh? We must be the ones contributing order into the society. I went into that digression trying to say that those that believe they don't make haste. I just use that traffic as an example that everybody be in a hurry. Nobody goes anywhere. That's what I was just trying to say. And your life is like that too. If you're always in you're not good anywhere. Humble, when the Bible says humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, you know what it means? Take a humble position in life and wait for God to lift you from there. That's the meaning. It doesn't mean when you want to pray, you kneel down and say, hey, God, Father, God, I just humbled myself before you this morning. I'm humble before you this morning. This is a humble moment for me. It doesn't have any meaning. Like one of our brothers, he went to a company. He was driving somebody one day. He found out that one particular company (laughs) that they were employing drivers. He has a university degree. They were employing drivers. Ah. He said, this one, I don't have work. These people, they are paying drivers better than what most people are paying. Ah. So he went and applied there as a driver. Yeah, I can drive, I'm a responsible driver. And they employed him. After a while. Of course, got talking to the senior people there, they found, ah, no, no, a position will open. So next time manager position will open, a, a supervisor position, give us your CV. They dropped it inside. That's how he stopped driving, became a supervisor. And they kept promoting him until his time in the company was over. The point I'm making is that's only about a humble yourself. That's what it means. The one that annoys me that those who would not agree to work, they can beg. So, you know, in this country, there's no job. I said, oh, but begging employment exists. <laughs> do, do you know how many years my wife spent looking for a driver? One say, okay. Now I don't have work. Okay, madam, let me drive you for six months. I'm not saying you drive for 25 years. Just six months, I will drive. How much do you pay? She tells you, okay, better than begging. At least I have free transport anywhere I'm going for now. Somebody else is buying the fuel. You know what I'm saying? You go to drive up and down. You know, you, can find, you can even be getting free messages. Enter her car, pass the bank, is playing. You go hear something. You go. I know my. You go even chop free food. So there is so. It's true now. I wish I could have said it that time. There are many young people who are running around because they don't have work. They come and drive for me. They drive for me for two years. You will learn more than all this. Run, that is just hearing me talk. I'm not talking to you. You're just overhearing. And if you're driving something like that, stop talking to me. We don't have, madam, good morning. So what's happening? To they will sack you tomorrow. <laughs> when you enter the car, good morning, ma, and start driving. When she's talking on the photos, don't is that of the They will just fire you. <laughs> just be quiet, face your front. Never initiate any conversation unless it is important for the function for the day. Like, ma, where are we going to next? That's the kind of question. Should I stop here or not stop? This man came to check whether you came before you came. Things like that have to do with your work. Don't initiate any conversation. I saw your grandson, is very handsome. Nonsense. <laughs> They will fire you and they shoot. Just drive you home, but then you'll just be picking gist here and there. You will know things. You will just know things. And then, you know when you go home and you are gisting people, say no. What happens to the no? A mere said this one. What happened to the door? And you are, ah, they're like, how you take no distance? Say no, no, when they when they look, man. You know, when they look, we know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they just gist, you're overhearing somebody else gist. But the point I'm making is instead of going around begging, saying in this country there's not there are people who are willing to give you employment that you have skill for. But you will not humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You know you, you want to feel wife. Have a BS in engineering. All you need to do is how to you, you, you use engineering to invent drill for other people's pockets. Bros, anything for us this morning. <laughs> okay, let's bow down our heads and give a lot thanks for today, Joe. Just give a lot of thanks. Say Lord, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. Remember, I said we should pray. Say, Lord, what is my assignment for today? That's so strong in my heart because God wants to lift somebody up, but until you fill the assignment for the day, you ain't going anywhere. Say, Lord, what is my assignment? Give me the grace to do that which I'm supposed to do. It's where well we you in Jesus' name. Amen. The words you heard today, they will produce fruit in your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Chest pain, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Amen. I command peace upon that heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. Peace upon everyone present here. Amen. As you travel, safety is your portion. Amen. Even if you find yourself on the road at midnight, don't worry. The Lord is with you Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I declare upon you no evil will befall you, Amen. and no plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. I let you have the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we are passed out of death, and we are passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil. We high above with Christ. This is our season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Quickly bless three people around you. See to the person, This is your season. Uh, the power of God. You have two more to go. This is your season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. The last person, this is your season. And of the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ. What about yourself? This is my season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, have a blessed Saturday. Cheryl, brethren.